When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, turn it down. Turn it down, everybody. Turn it all the way down. To an acceptable it's too loud. Pace. It's too loud in here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. <laughs> Denver Nuggets hey, fall. Fall to the Phoenix Suns in game three, 121-114. In a game that had a lot of action, had some highs, had some lows, had a couple more highs, had a couple more lows. Ultimately finished on a low as the Denver Nuggets come up just a little bit short, 121 114. There's some interesting things that happened here. There were adjustments from the Phoenix Suns. There were um, some new players that entered the yes. uh, entered the game and made major impacts. And then the big question I know you guys all want us to talk about is what is does what does this mean for Game Four? Did they find something, or was this just a hot game? We're gonna break all of those things down to help me do it. I've got D Line Co. Let's go, guys. Uh, am I sad? No. You're not? I saw this. We've had this conversation. I saw this coming. Like, I mean, yeah, they were favored by four. This was, they won by seven. So yeah, it more no, I mean, or less like, went the way it was supposed to. You just yeah, hoped Denver could steal it. Though. Yeah, you hoped it. I mean, you know, like everybody was getting a little ahead of themselves. But you, you expect this. Like the, the Phoenix Suns uh, did exactly what they were supposed to do. And they, they barely got it done. Yeah. There are some things I will say in this game, though, that I did not expect. Some of it, again, best punch coming in game three. Expect that. But the impact of some of the guys they had, I did not expect. Over there, I got Brendan Vogt. Nice watch. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. Booker was spectacular. Jokic was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, but I did think Phoenix would get one. Booker and, and, and Durant were phenomenal. And uh, look, man, it's the playoffs. How do you respond? How do you respond 27-15-1? You just need one in Phoenix, so we'll see. 50 50. Uh, three. Who three? else we got? What is, is, three? what is KCP? He was Bart. number five. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Let's get to a fast break breakdown here as we relive this misery. The game started off on a great note for the Nuggets. If you remember, Jamal Murray, three for three, had a bad game too. Came out tonight determined to be more of an impact player. He goes three of three. Michael Porter Jr., two turnovers really quickly in this game. He hadn't had a turnover in how long? The entire playoffs. Entire playoffs. Those were his first two. And they were in the first like five minutes of this game, yeah, maybe correct. less than that. A little crazy. Kevin Durant off to start this game. He got good looks and was bricking them, including some set threes. They go to Terrence Ross early. He was one of the guys that is new. I don't actually think he made a positive impact that much, but first sub in. And then Devin Booker, absolutely cooking from the start. What a game from him tonight. You have to tip your hat to him because he was an insane shot maker in this game. Got the shots he wanted, got to the spots he wanted, but on the rare occasions that Denver forced him out of it, still scored. It was unbelievable performance, and he had 18 in the first quarter. 31-29 Nuggets. Nuggets won. Nuggets win the quarter. You're off to a good start. TJ Warren into the game. Now, that's a guy that made an impact despite not actually being a positive, but we're going to are being like a guy that was doing good stuff until the very end. Jock Landale also into the game again, and this is a guy that had been picking up some traction. We all know they hate DeAndre Ayton. Like, they just, the way they treat yeah, him. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. 
They DeAndre Good Ayton stuff, for man. sure. Yeah. So they put Jock Landale in, and I'm telling you, that guy is a beast on the boards. He was great. And I think, we'll get to this in a bit, I think he's changed the series a little bit. Not in a way that I think Denver shouldn't win, but he's changed it in a way that I think Denver might have to adjust to. Uh, and the Suns bench exploded. It was a great quarter for them. Then Booker caught on fire again. He has 25 points. I think he had 27 in the first half, but 25 when I made this note. Nuggets fell to down 12. It felt terrible. And three fouls on Aaron Gordon. So you're like, my God. You go into the half, 52-67. You're down 15 to the Suns. Everything feels terrible. Aaron Gordon has fouls. Booker's cooking. And you're you're kind of upset. Third quarter was a masterpiece from the Denver Nuggets. Immediately stormed Immediately. back. We looked at that 15, and we were like on the watch on the watch along, like, can you get it to five? Can you get it to seven going into the fourth? Murray Flurry and an MPJ three, which felt huge because he had been a little bit shaky shooting early. Yeah. He hits a three, and it was like the floodgates open for him. Uh, Shamit, they put Shamit in for a Kogi, which I think was a little bit wild, although I guess it worked in the long run. But in the third quarter, it did not work. The Nuggets took a lead with five minutes left in the quarter. So they went from down 15 to up in seven minutes. You guys remember that? That's an unbelievable le- uh, run. Maybe the best of the entire season for the Denver Nuggets. DeAndre Ayton picks up his fourth foul, and the Nuggets were in the bonus early. Aaron Gordon started playing like a beast at that moment, powering through, scoring big, uh, doing all the things you need him to do. It was, However, Jokic goes out with 30-something seconds, maybe 40 seconds left. They're up to... They go down to going into the fourth, and it really pissed me off because I think there was a psychological blow to the Suns having to look up and be down going into the fourth. But nonetheless, they took a lead 90 to 88. Fourth quarter, 5 0 Suns run to start the quarter. Really s- terrible. Booker was cooking, and the Suns went up 11 just like that. They got a set 11 point lead. So all that storming back in the fourth quarter, it only made up four points yep. by the time Yoke comes back in. Annoying. Murray gets a charge, Michael Malone challenges it. It's a tough one. It would have been five on Booker, which would have completely changed the game. Was it worth challenging? I don't know. They never overturned the chat block charge call. They just never overturned that specific call. So unless it's like foot on the line in the restricted it's, area or something. It's tough because I feel like you have to challenge it insofar as you look at it. That's a charge. Yeah. But are they going to give Booker his fifth on review in Phoenix? Yeah. Well, his feet were moving. I mean, it was like yeah. you couldn't possibly overturn that. Um, but then... Right after that, two plays later, Booker gets a fifth foul anyway. He charges yeah. into Jamal Murray, and you're like, okay, well, there you go. Uh, campaign punched Jokic in the nuts. Yeah, that was... I will say he, mildly. He shouldered him. In the yeah, he shouldered him. I don't know that he, like, extended. I feel like it was a... We- I don't know. I don't know. The Nuggets were in the bonus with seven minutes left. Guys, the story of this game was that Michael Porter Jr. had a wide-open three. Bruce Brown had a wide-open three. Both of them miss. There were so many shots in the clutch of this game where that would have completely, in my opinion, swung and got Denver there, and they just kept missing the shots. They were yeah. playing pretty good defense in the fourth. Five-point game with three minutes to go. Murray misses a corner three. I thought it was over. The moment that gave me the false hope at the very end was that Michael Porter Jr. postered Kevin Durant. Yes. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yeah, I remember. Absolutely postered him. And you thought, like, oh, my God, that's got to feel terrible for the Suns. Like, you have all this momentum. And the game came down to T.J. Warren. At the end of games, if you watch the list the last couple games, I've been highlighting how in the fourth quarter and how the help side from Denver, there's been somebody that Jokic could switch off to because they can't play make on the short roll and they're not necessarily a threat. It was Josh Okogie in the last game. Well, they go with... Uh, T.J. Warren, who's a good player, albeit one that went through an injury and has kind of been on the shelf for a while. But they put him out there, and I do think it changed the way Denver was going to guard. Now, Denver did say, dare him to make a a three. 
First time down, shoots a corner three, misses it, and it missed it in a way that made me think he's not going to make any of these. Next time down, he gets a corner three, and he hits a rattler. One centimeter off, and that shot would not have gone in, but that one goes in, and then he hits a floater on the next one from the baseline. So he hits two out of three chances where Denver's basically saying, we're going to overload, you got to throw it to him. He goes two of three, and I thought he was fantastic. Murray missed another one that would have made it interesting, and Denver just comes up a little bit short. All right, vote, start us off. What's your big takeaway? So there are a lot of different places to go in that fourth quarter, the starting lineup. Maybe Mike doesn't needs to get more shots. You might expect me to go there. All of that is worth talking about. We'll get to it. Denver's bench has been so good all playoffs. They've been so good in the non-Jokic minutes. And outside of maybe your perspective on that clutch time, that's where this game was lost for Denver. At least in the plus-minus department, that's black and white. I think Jeff Green was like a minus 20. Jock Landale was awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the fix is if he's going to play, you just get a big out there. I don't know if you need to overreact that I, much. I don't think you can have a real big. Like DeAndre, you're thinking? I, I don't, this team man will put him in pick and roll. Yeah, and you're he's right. going to be guarding I, I, You're Booker. right about that. You're right but about maybe that. it is a, I don't know. I we'll don't see. Know. We'll see. I mean, I, look, I still have to rewatch the game. Yeah. But the point is, Denver's bench has been actually where they've separated all postseason long. Yep. And tonight, uh, th- those, that run to start the fourth was brutal. And, you know, some of it was the starters, but the bench was just not good enough. It's funny that you say that because the bench has been very positive, and everybody on earth, including our own Harrison Wynn, wrote the Denver's bench yeah. in the playoffs is a yeah. strength article, and tonight it gets it gets murdered. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always happens that way. That's the way it goes in the big city, baby. D-Line, what's your big takeaway? So my big takeaway is that uh, this is what you expect when you have two elite-level top talents in the NBA. They're not going to be held down for the entire series. Kevin Durant was atrocious, but still was able to pour in 37 points. Uh, Devin Booker was great tonight. You knew that their backs were against the wall. Those two guys were going to come out gunning. In the end, Denver had the shots on their fingertips that would have tied the game, that would have really made a big difference, that would have and potentially could have... It was the shots that KCP made last game. They missed this game. And this is just... You know what? It made me think of this. You can use it if you want. It's a make-or-miss league. (laughs) It's a make-or-miss league. And tonight they missed. The last time they made them. Um, Still, like, you know, if you're Phoenix, you're feeling good, obviously. But, you know, that was a... As good of a performance you could expect to get out of Devin Booker. It was not a great performance... Like, uh, other than the score total out of Kevin Durant, but like, it kind of seems like this. We'll see. I mean, I, as a Nuggets guy, like, I, I, I mean, it's a bummer we lost, but I'm not discouraged at all by that game. I mean, I'm discouraged in the fact that, you know, now game four becomes more interesting. Sure. Because we kind of have a sense, even with this game, that this series favors Denver and that Denver just has more. But, you know, if you do get to a point where it's 2-2, it's like, okay, now you three-game series, it just becomes a little bit more random. But with this one, I think, you know, my big takeaway, you guys aren't going to like this. And I got to go back to watch it, so I'm going to say this with half confidence. Murray was great tonight in his shot making for most of the game, but I still felt like the ball got a little bit sticky with him, and for the sure. decision-making was a little bit... Yep. I think that Denver might have been easier to guard tonight than they are at their best. 
And some of that was, I think, Murray coming off a bad game really wanted to have a great game. And I just think a, a little bit of the decision-making was more tunnel vision, let me go, let me go, let me go. And Murray was good tonight at his shot-making. He was 13 of 29, so he actually shot 29 shots and was below 50% on it, which is you don't love. 32 points on 29 shots, again, okay. He had 32 points, but the Nuggets tonight had a 111 offensive rating, which is kind of bad. You know, it's a little bit bad, a bad Nuggets game. And you think, like, typically if you get a triple-double from Yoke, and not just a triple-double, by the way, guys, 28-17-17, that's insane. You get 32 from Yoke. Usually you would say that's a great Nuggets game, but I just I didn't have the rhythm that I think is the right rhythm for the Nuggets to go the farthest. Murray needs to play like this in the clutch. Okay, it's a little bit more two-man game. I got to be more aggressive. But when you're like that first, second, third, and fourth, I do think it disrupts. It plays into their hands a little bit and disrupts it. So that's one of my big takeaways for sure. Um, was just that I thought that Murray, as great as he was, I thought he got yeah. played the wrong way. I think he did at points, at points particularly sure. in the fourth quarter. For me, there was a lot of great shot making throughout the game. He had that great defensive play on Aiton, I think, at the rim late in the game too. But his decision-making wasn't great. A lot of dribbling. The ball just stuck with him. You know, those open threes I want him to take, but he also has to make them. And to me, maybe the least encouraging thing, he looked so tired. And it's the three. You just had the biggest break. You just had those three days off. And I just thought he was gassed again. Um I'm worried about that. I mean, Devin Booker tonight was spectacular. I know they weren't really guarding each other a lot. But to your point, Vote... Devin Booker has played more minutes than anybody in the playoffs per, on a per-game basis. Who looks the most tired in this series? He looks fresh. Booker somehow looks fresh. Murray looks dog-tired. I thought all the Nuggets, you know, to some degree looked dog-tired. And I thought Kevin Durant looked tired at ports. I think actually a lot of guys look tired. But Booker Devin didn't. Booker, man. But Jamal looked the most tired to me. And that, that's troublesome. And then also just... I understand that a lot of the playoffs in the fourth quarter is about tough shot-making. But it felt a little too... I guess hero ball is the easy way to say when it, it was already whittled down to a winnable game. And I felt like moving the ball, trusting Jokic a little bit more. And I don't want to get too annoying for this with this, but Mike too, who again in the fourth quarter tonight, his fourth quarter shootings ridiculous. Now they did get him some touches. He made the most of them. I thought he could have been even more involved. So I don't want to overreact too much. Um, I think there's a lot of this Denver can look at and clean up. It took a godlike effort from Booker tonight. But Murray's play in the fourth quarter and how tired he was, it was discouraging. It was disappointing. I think it, on the whole, like if you were to grade this game for the Nuggets, I think on the whole it's like a B or B minus. This yeah. was not a bad game from the no, Nuggets. No, no, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, and Murray, it was just Murray's legs at the end. It really yeah. was. Like His legs weren't under him. His, his shots were short. Like he, uh, yeah, it, it is, it's frustrating. It's just, you, I, I hate that it's a story that we keep, coming back to each game is just how tired Murray looks, how whatever. He did score a lot. He was the leading scorer for the Denver Nuggets. His first half was better than his second half, and his fourth quarter, unfortunately, was like where we obviously needed him the most, and we didn't get it. So what can you do? I'm a leading scorer, but also leading shot taker by 11. You know, and, and 15 more than even Mike, to your point. I mean, Mike had some good and bad tonight. I mean, there was some bad from Mike, too, but I'm with you. When he gets in a zone like that, I'm with you. I, sometimes I just want to write it. I just want to be yeah. like, yeah, you know One more. Let's one just, more. Just keep going until he misses one and then more. let's scale it totally. back. But yeah. By that point, it was late, and there wasn't a whole lot of, like, options Denver could make uh, at that point. Um, you know, Devin Booker, here's, here's one spin for it, guys. You could tell me if you agree with this. 
Kevin Durant plays 43 minutes. Oh, by the way, Nuggets all starters all played a lot of minutes tonight, so I don't think this is like a rest advantage Denver. This series goes every other game now all the way up to game seven, and that's going to be a storyline. I don't know if I feel better about Denver being, as this goes on, is Denver going to be fresher than Phoenix? I'm not so sure. I think Phoenix is going to use much more energy, but they might just be a little bit better shape at the key areas. But here's one way to spin it. 39 points from Kevin Durant, 12 of 31 shooting. 46 from Devin Booker, 20 of 25 shooting. Guys, 20 of 25. If Devin Booker goes 20 of 25 again for 46 points, the Suns deserve to win the series. Like, if he can replicate this three more times, that would be unbelievable. So, to me, this was an A-plus-plus Devin Booker game. I would have to look at his career logs. It might be the best game of his playoff career. Kevin Durant was a little bit off, 12 of 31 tonight, but he still gets 39, 9, and 8. And then you get big-time performances from your bench, and yet you still eke out a win in a game that Denver totally. had more than enough opportunities. So that's why, to me, I feel a little bit like if you ask me who is more likely to replicate this performance in Game 4, I would say I think Denver can play like this or maybe marginally better. And if the Suns play like this, I would be pretty shocked. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the trends, like this game feels like it's going to be an outlier. There were just... Things that, that that bounced their way. I mean, we're we're gonna have to see because it, there were a lot of personnel changes made by the Phoenix Suns yep. tonight. Like the things that they were clamoring for. Terrence Ross, not really a, a much of an addition. Right. T.J. Warren that was the guy they most wanted. Yes. to. And yeah. T.J. Warren not at all a factor until he was a factor. He but was he w- their KCP going down the stretch. He got their those two big shots. Yeah. That really. St- I mean, just a big moment shots. He got that three and he got uh, he got a two. He like, was a game high plus eighteen though and i want to acknowledge it because i'm with you and i need to go back and rewatch i don't know that it was anything he did but sometimes it is like yeah you know he's doing the occupying this or that but he was a game high plus 18 which is the biggest outlier nobody else only one other person jock lando was plus 10 but that's yeah. half of what he was you yeah. know um so i don't know so i look at that and i think that you have you can't be too discouraged by the but denver nuggets can i say one thing though i don't booker was transcendent this was also Denver's worst offensive performance against Booker. The game plan discipline wasn't there. Uh, the three that KCP let him walk into in the two-for-one situation were like, I know you don't want to foul, but run him off the line or at least just beat him to that spot. I thought a lot of this... I was calling for it on the watch along. I'm like, Booker's going to pull up on a three right away. There's, It's only enough time for a two-for-one. Just He's going to pull up. You I, know he has step up. And, and a lot of those typically contested mid-rangers were wide open. Like the third effort, the multiple effort stuff, it kind of shut off after one. Um, they were not as aggressive trapping him with the ball in his hands, particularly in the pick and roll. We saw some of it in the second half. But again, this is why I want to go back and watch because I think the change, one was to put a big-time rebounder inside in Jock right. Landell. That's and then a great point. TJ Warren, maybe Denver was less inclined to leave. I don't know. Sure. i got to see. But it did just seem like it was the most content they'd look to let Booker get shots off. And a guy who's been really good all playoffs, we can say it, you know, KCP was not good tonight, man. No, he was and not. He, Booker, did not, Booker didn't feel him. KCP didn't hit his shots on the other end. And he's been really good, so it is it is what it is. But, yes, Booker was amazing, but I promise you Malone's going to start that presser off by saying our defense was not good enough on Devin Booker tonight. Well, this is the becomes the question. Can the Nuggets guard Devin Booker? I think, they, I think in games one and two they did a considerably yeah. better job. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player, and he's going to score a lot of points, but part of me looks at it and goes, I actually think Booker has been – 
you know, the better of the two players between him and Kevin Durant. Oh, We've no talked question. about a bunch of like good defensive sequences against Kevin Durant. Booker, I feel like in game one missed some shots. You know, Denver, you know, whatever is up big. But game two, he went off, and game three, he goes off. So I don't know. We'll see. He had 27 in game one, 35 in game two, and 46 in game three. So clearly, he's starting to figure out how to attack this Nuggets defense. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, that's going to be a storyline. Um, but you know, th- uh, this was the first game that he. It felt I was like, oh man, okay, Devin Booker, like. First game, I was like, whatever. I mean, it was like the, the first game, I, I felt like they only had Kevin Durant. Like, Devin Booker was just sort of like along for the ride. Second game, much more impactful. But this was the first game that I was like, okay, all right. Devin Booker can be that guy for them. I'm So we'll see if it, like what direction it continues to go. But, I mean, he was just like, he wasn't missing anything tonight. You know? He was amazing. Do you think the Nuggets can guard him? I think they can do better than they did tonight. I mean, I, he's... He, no is the short answer. He's going to get points. Yeah, but they're not going to stop. How him. exhausting is it? How difficult is it? Can he is he in a rhythm early? And then again, just the situational stuff, like the two for one. You know, it's that's not even stopping Booker. That's just like make him drive. Yeah, man, just make him pass. So the answer, the short answer is no, but the answer is yes. They can do a better job than they did tonight. Yeah. They did such a good job of getting the ball out of his hands in the first two games. And you're absolutely right about we need to look at why that was in this game. I still think I'd rather see them be a little more aggressive, get the ball out of his hands, make other guys beat you. And then the last layer of it, as we've said a million times, you do just have to tip your hat. I mean, he is. Yep. And that wasn't. I know they were, they were down 2-0 in the series and stuff, but all of those points were meaningful. Like that was just a dog performance. That wasn't a. Uh, empty stat or anything like that. Like, that was just big time on the biggest stage. So you have to tip your hat as well. I'd even go as far as to say the shot making from Booker is like, I mean, he honestly is in the S tier in terms of like his ability to score those, man. Like, I mean, there, there might be players as good, but I don't know that there's too many that are better. Um, all right, let's take our first break. On the other side, though, we'll start to turn back our attention. I want to talk about Jokic and how we grade his game tonight. And also, there were decisions made that kind of textured the way that they guarded them. Uh, it's show number four. All righty. Fubo TV. Let's go. Is here just in time. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price, like your Denver Nuggets. Starting, Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just start watching. Thousand hours of iCloud DVR. So if you want to be like us and you re-watch these games after the fact, we know you're all sickos. Uh, you learn a lot. You can do that if you DVR. So if you can't make it to the arenas, if you can't make it to the DNVR bar, if you're trying to figure out how to get the best uh, content on your TV, including your Denver Nuggets, you got to check out Fubo, where you can watch the Nuggets on ABC, on ESPN. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. That's www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo. Have you guys lost your Shady Rays yet? Or is that just a me thing? Do you thing. Okay, well, I lost my sunglasses. I lose all of my stuff. That's why Shady Rays is one of my favorite companies, because I just send them a little email, and I go, oops, and then they give me new sunglasses. It's not that simple. First of all, no one reads or checks emails, nor do I know how to send one. But if you don't love your Shady Rays, or you break them, or you lose them, you can exchange for a new pair. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Again, you can return them, or if you lose them, get a new one free within 30 days at Shady Rays. 
Get some uh, good-looking sunglasses. Sometimes life gets bright, messes with your eyes. It Take was care very of bright today. It was, all, it was so bright. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code DNVR, 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's uh, talk now about Nikola Jokic. Nikola dropped a crazy stat line. Go ahead and pull it up, Kale. That's stat line. Oh, yeah, new nuts since Wilt drops. 28 points. You know what's weird? They are crediting him in the box score now with 30 points. Because I just saw it. It said, well, I saw it too, and it said 28. But they found two points for him. They found two points. He is now in the ESPN's box score as 30. Okay. 30, 17, and 17. That yeah. is insane. That it is, is an absolutely ridiculous performance. I think he was in the positive plus minus in a game they lost. He was unbelievable. I. If you're going to go in insane and nitpick a little bit, there was a small stretch in there where Landale's on him, and you're like, hey, man, score. But also, the list of things to complain about, <laughs> he's at the very bottom. He was unbelievable tonight. Yeah. That's a ridiculous line. And if it happened in a win, we'd spend 20 minutes on it in this he, show. Yeah, I, I would have preferred that Jokic came out a little bit more, as we always ask, him to be a little bit more assertive on the offensive end early. He turned it on in the second half. That's kind of the way his formula. Um, but early on, he was being a little passive. I mean, you know, this is, again, very nitpicky stuff. Jokic just controls the game. He just is – it really just – this was another masterclass by Nikola Jokic. Unfortunately, it comes in a loss, but just always the right play. I mean, he got Jamal Murray the ball in ways that – he was wide open, had the shot, like stepped in, could have knocked it down. Like it was there for them. And, and Jokic just keeps showing the world like why, why it is there's so many people that fight so vehemently for his honor, like at all times. He's just an unbelievable player. It's just beautiful. You talked about wanting him to be more aggressive. I thought there were a couple plays. Your, the, a Jock few. Landale, a few. the Jock Landale ones, I think, were the, the loudest. But to me, you know, Yoke reads the game, and this game they changed up their coverage. I speculated that they were going to try to send more people at him, leave more in the, um, in the help, or more players open, and that's exactly what happened. He had seven assists in the first, like, five minutes of this game, and a lot of that was, again, I think him kind of reading, okay, the coverage is different tonight. They're going to send more bodies, and let's find the open man. Um, I talked about wanting to get him on the move more. That's one thing Denver hasn't quite done very yeah. well yet. And I think some of this just has to do with the fact that, you know, they're pressuring Murray so much that Denver is having a little bit of a hard time bringing the ball up. Not hard as in turning it over hard, but hard as in it takes them out of the rhythm of their offense because Murray has to give somebody else the ball, go up the court, then he has to come back and get the ball, and it just kind of takes a little bit of time. Um, but Jokic tonight, the fact that he can get 17 rebounds and 17 assists to go with 30 points on 11 of 19 shooting, and then his three ball, once again, he knocks down a key three, and he hit it in a clutch, a clutch moment. So for me, the aggressiveness on it, he drew fouls on Aiton. Um, you know, he did have 30 points, which is... No, he was awesome. And, but to me, and then he had 17 assists, which is absurd. I just think that, again... This was a game where you just needed a little bit more shot making from some of the key guys here. Totally. And I think the other part of this is when the ball got sticky with Murray, I think that's a lot of where the aggressiveness from Yoke comes from is like, hey man, run this. Like Dude, this totally, where you get totally. I, I literally mean like three positions that I possessions that I'm just nitpicking the best player in the world because I want him to be perfect yeah, every night. You, but I you know, the larger point that 
lack of touches and scoring in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets not looking like themselves in the fourth quarter, that's on Jamal Murray, to be crystal clear. I think we've said it enough times in this show, but it was on Jamal. And, and so I'm Jokic was unbelievable tonight. I so I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna get yeah, it. Yeah, it was, yeah just, it's for me it's just the first half. Like it the first half when the Nuggets were you know, they did win that first quarter, but then it was like when things were the, the the wheels were starting to seemingly fall off in the second half, quarter a little bit, it was like, all right, man, like come on, just get going, please, please, please. Eventually, he does. Obviously, he always does. Um, but whatever. I mean, thirty seventeen seventeen and plus five in forty two minutes, which means the Nuggets were a minus twelve in the six minutes he did not play. Sounds right. That's rough, man. That That's really right. rough. Uh, Michael Porter tonight goes six of ten from three, as we mentioned. He gets, I mean, his stat line's great, twenty-one and twelve. He played thirty-seven minutes. So after getting, I don't want to say benched because I don't think it was a benching, but after not closing the game yes. in game yeah. three or game two, he plays thirty-seven minutes tonight and he hits the shots that mattered in the fourth quarter. But he was off on some ones early that felt like big-time momentum shots. Yes, but then also he's six of ten from three, and like they were in it close in the fourth quarter because he hit those shots. He didn't miss any in the like any shots in the fourth. Like yeah. he just made them all. So the first layer of this is he just has to be better up front, hit those open shots to start the game. Like he just has to do that because he can. He's capable of it. Tonight were the turnovers, which were really bad. Don't want to dwell on them because they were the, his first two of the playoffs, but. And then he didn't turn it over. And again. then he didn't turn it over again. There is they were kind of inconsequential. And he rebounded like, well, and I actually think he's been really good defensively in this series. Tonight's kind of a weird one because it feels easier to say this after the dust has settled in the fourth, but it does feel like sometimes you see Porter get it going in the fourth quarter when it's a little too late, and it's like, man, was this just an option the whole time? Yes. Both him playing better, but also Denver giving him yes. shots, looking to him, and I don't look, man. There are. When you just don't touch the ball in a serious manner for so long, and we're like, oh, you got to hit more shots. Dude, he was 6 of 10 for 3. People miss those shots. When you're frozen out of the offense and you're just waiting to get a look, it's hard. But it does feel like they could find more for him earlier. And if he's hot in the fourth, go to him more. Go to him more. Like we said at the top of the show, like until you're positive he's bricking the next shot, I really feel like he should get the ball. Uh, I know they want to get back to the two-man game, be smart in the fourth. But with how well he's shooting in the fourth, a part of me thinks is uh, is being smart in the fourth, getting him the ball. Don't, don't you think, though, though, that as much as I agree with you, it's not happening now. I mean, I, this has been Denver all year. Porter has been, like, almost no different from KCP in terms of how much Denver leans on it. I, I would agree with you about I wouldn't expect the usage to change. Right. But it does. But it would be. I'm with you. I always feel this way where I'm like. I kind of feel like he can just make these shots. Like, Clay Thompson takes terrible shots, but guess what? He's good yeah. at making enough of them yep. that they just run it for him when Curry's on the court. When all the good players are on the court, yeah. sometimes they're like, and why don't we let Clay shoot a bad and, one just because it's And not scary. just run plays for him. Chad, I'm going to placate you here. Like, if he's just open, just pass the ball, Jamal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some of that, too. But there's more that they can tap into. Some of it is on Mike. I don't want to go full apologist, man. He's missing those shots. He can be a little more aggressive. His handle has not looked as good in the playoffs as it did in the regular season. But I just feel like they're leaving offense on the board there. And if it's getting clunky and you feel like Jamal is tired and you're not getting the looks you want, hashtag give Mike the rock. Well, just to kind of put a point on it, 21 points on 14 shots 
him and Yoke both with the same efficiency here, which is to say by far the most efficient of the Nuggets players tonight. So, yeah, I mean, he made the most of the shots that he w- that were made available to him. Um, Aaron Gordon had an interesting night tonight. 9.7 rebounds, 3 of 13 shooting. Absolutely atrocious. I want to go back and watch the tape again because I feel like he was a bit of an emphasis for their defense tonight. I felt like there was a lot of clog the paint, help low, don't help high. And this is why Yoke had so many assists outside perimeter, yeah. Yeah. but not really any assists to Aaron Gordon on drop-offs. So that's kind of my early read on things. But nonetheless, 9.7 rebounds. He had a great small stint there in the third. But I thought this was a rough AG game offensively, at least. Yeah, he like... AG start. He's another guy that started off extremely rough. Like the the game started off, it seemed like they wanted to get AG going. He took. Some they went pr- to him in the post two times. To yeah, start and he the took game. some pretty ill advised like, like those fadeaways that you never want to see him take. And like you know the thing though, real quick, just to interject. Those shots is what votes talking about. Why not? AG in the post on an ISO post up is not a great offensive p- yes. process for the Nuggets, but it is a let's get AG going. Why not do that for Michael Porter? Give him two bad shots in a row, you know. But yeah, I mean, well, Back I mean, AG, my my view on Mike was that he was he was not great in the first half, and he yeah. was hanging his his body language his was body not language great. Was like he he was he was incredible in the fourth, but he got like really hot and hit like several in a row. Um, but the Nuggets are always going to go to the two-man game at that point. Like, that's yeah. served them well. I mean, you can't, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be terrible if the two-man game then found Mike wide open to be able to knock down a three. Just They didn't go in, so it looked really bad from Jamal. But, uh, but AG, like, very up-and-down game from him. But he got, he, he started to get tough. He started to get strong. He started to, like, you know, get those tough Dunks, the dunk through two players, dunk yeah. through two players. Like he's just started to look like himself. He obviously like uh, did a great job on Kevin Durant, who was just atrocious from the field. Um, he was, you know, he picked up fouls early. I mean, it's kind of like the same script that that, that Ag's been uh, following for a lot of these playoffs. It's just he he didn't the, the points weren't there tonight for him at all. Yeah, and this is easy to say in hindsight after he misses their shots and they lost, but those open threes. And he hit him in, in game one, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I do feel like, I know it's a lot of size down low, but it's Aiton and Durant. Neither one of them can pick up fouls. Aiton's a little soft, and Durant's exhausted. Turn the open three-point shot into a runway. Yeah. Take, go be a battering ram. Draw some contact. Dunk yeah. it. And that's a lot easier for me to say <laughs> than like, oh, just dunk the ball. But I do think there's some opportunity. Having said that, I think most of AG's focus is clearly on defense in this series. I need to rewatch this game. I kind of think he was really good again yeah. defensively. He, KD I, shot 12 of 31. That's really and bad. I, I feel like AG was there for a lot of the field goal misses. And I thought some of those calls on AG were tough, man. I thought a, they were very similar to the defense he was playing in game two. He just didn't get the calls in Phoenix. So there are a handful of possessions he wasn't great. I do have to rewatch. I actually thought he was really good defensively. And I think maybe there's a chance if Durant shoots fewer free throws, Murray and Porter hit their shots and they win this game. Maybe that's what we're talking about with Gordon again. Totally. I will say one adjustment that I think the Suns made in this game, and it might not have been a team adjustment, but maybe just the players. I thought Kevin Durant was trying to go to the rim more. Yeah. And so some of the foul drawing is like when you're aggressive, you get the benefit of the doubt a lot. And I think that that's probably one of the things like Denver – 
I've heard some people analyzing, and one of the takes that I think I've heard from some people that I agree with is that Denver struggles with drives. They struggle with guys that go to the basket, especially yeah. with quick and can finish creatively because Yoke yep. is good at keeping people out of the paint but not right. good at challenging once when you, you get, get there. Yeah, once you get and I just think that Kevin Durant, as poorly as he shot tonight, had a determination to go to the basket over and over again. Definitely. And so uh, to me, AG's now going to have to make another adjustment in this game of, hey, all right, well, now I've got to really keep him out. There. I've got to really focus on just keeping him away since he's probably settling for fewer jumpers. Yep. Oh, and then one thing, chat pointed this out too. I haven't seen the numbers anecdotally. Sure felt like the transition defense was bad tonight for Denver. Um, or at least you can think of a few examples. I don't. Again, I haven't looked at the numbers. Well, Jokic had six turnovers, and I think that I mean turnovers obviously lead to transition and this or that. And I think right. there was a little bit of that as well. But again, man, fatigue. Like they're out yeah. of the break and running a lot here. And Denver's walking it up every single time. I mean, one of the questions I had was why isn't Denver doing to them what they do to Denver? I mean, you wondered about Chris Paul not being there. Now Devin Booker's going to have to take on an extra responsibility. Turns out it actually suits him well. Yep. But part of why it suited him well is because he was allowed to walk the ball up the court. KCP wasn't even at half court. KCP was like below the logo. And so Devin Booker got to kind of like walk or jog into rhythm. And I just think if Chris Paul's not there... It's more pressure on Devin Booker. Just make him dribble, man. Turn him two or three times. Put somebody on him that's just going to make him work, and I think that his shot-making probably decreases, but we'll see. KCP, speaking of KCP, only 34 minutes tonight. Two points, Rough two night. rebounds, he was really one bad, assist, man. two steals. The only starter in the negative, and he was a negative 12. He goes one of four Ooh. shooting, so he didn't even get shots off. And then he was 0 of 2 from the three-point line. And he got wrecked. And he got and he gave up... A, I mean, he was Garden Booker. He gave up a masterpiece performance to Devin Booker. 47 points he gives up. Uh, so the, the shooting guard battle tonight, 47 and two to 2 in favor of Phoenix. So rough. Yeah, man. Jeez. KCP has been... I mean, he was the hero of last game. This is, a, this is the, why the playoffs are so compelling. I know, man. It's just like... It, Something seems so certain, sure. and then you just make a declarative statement. In the next game, it's like completely wrong, completely different, uh, especially with guys that are like the not the main players. Um, you know, I mean, I guess you always talk, you always say that on the road, your role players are the ones that generally yeah. take a step back. I mean, I guess you can look at KCP in that in that uh, role tonight. Like he definitely did not have the same impact that he had. In Denver, I mean, obviously this guy's a vet. We know exactly what he brings. This is just a it's had a bad game. Yeah, and then you know, just to quickly run through the bench here, Christian tonight I thought had a little bit of a rough one. Although his defense is still mostly really good. Yeah, he had a couple weird offensive possession. I mean, him attacking the basket in transition to me is always scary. It was the easiest charge. Was it Kevin Durant? It was Booker. And Booker. The, the flip side of it is, he, okay, Booker has four. You're trying yeah. to be, but are you getting yeah. that call? I, part of Know Your Personnel is, I'm the rookie. That's Devin Booker. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's less about the call, though, and it's more about, can Christian Brown draw a foul and transition yet? That's kind of what I'm saying. Is he good at, but is he good enough to, like, he just ran right through him. Like, yeah. He put his head down and just stopped. It's like right the most obvious him. call of all time. We were like, oh, man. Well, he, Booker read it because it was the easiest read. But he's make. done a lot of those this series where, like, he, the hustle plays are there, gets a steal, gets a rebound, and then he's like, I'm going to attack Durant. Like, had don't, don't do that. Yeah, had don't a big do open three, yeah, I think, don't do in the that. third that was like would have been a big swing um, that he missed. And then Bruce Brown tonight started the game like gangbusters and then kind of yep. didn't make an impact after that. Yeah. yeah. He only had four made busket, buckets. I feel like they were all early. They were. They were. He had a couple down the stretch, but like 
That's another guy that has been an absolute difference maker, an absolute wrecking crew. Like, and yeah, he started off. That that's kind of like the thing, man. Like, there a lot of guys. Had, it was like a lot of tale of two halves for different guys. Like, no one really played a full continuous game. Like, except for maybe Jokic, Jamal Murray, great, and then petered petered off. Michael Porter Jr., not great, then incredible at the end. I mean, nobody really had a full four-quarter effort, in my view. Yeah. It's crazy, though. Let's take a break. On the other side, I do want to talk about the guy that I think has most... It's so weird to say. The guy that I think has most made this series different than I expected, and that's Jock Landale. I did not expect to say this. (laughs) Jock Landale, a problem the Nuggets have to solve in Game 4. Yes. Yeah, I got. No, I said I was throwing to break. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I cool. Because I got to rewatch before We're I have do strong Jock Lawndale takes. All right, Volo Sports is the largest social sports company in the U.S. And if you are like me, a transplant looking to assimilate Woo. into Denver, Colorado, you got to meet some Coloradans. And the best way to make new friends, honestly, is Volo. It's a really great way to sign up for rec leagues of varying degrees of intensity, difficulty from bag toss to bowling to volleyball. It's a great way to get out, see the city, meet new people and get active. And then also, um, you know, people from Volo come to this bar to hang out after their games. Yeah, man, it, it, it gets uh, Volo-tastic in here at times. Yeah, that's uh, we'll workshop that. But it, uh, sometimes that crowd comes in here, and it's a good time, man. It's a good crowd. Also, we're involved in this league, DNVR crew. We're in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. Come join us. Sign up as a free agent if you haven't yet. Did you go to the second one? I did. Yeah, we both went to the second one. No one went to the last one because it was opposing the Denver Nuggets beating the Phoenix Suns uh, on Monday. So we couldn't go. Mm. Get your Volo Pass now. Start playing in leagues today. May League registration ends on May 11th, so don't wait. Make sure to use code DNVR10 for $10 off. www.volosports.com slash Denver. That's www.volosports.com slash Denver. When's the last time you guys had a legal pizza? For me, it was yesterday and then the day before that. <laughs> Boy. Uh, I like when I go to Illegal Pete's with one coworker and I see the rest of our company there. We did that the other day. Everyone that just dope. has the same idea. Uh, the, We're all the, thinking Pete's. It's the best spot for burritos and buddies and beer. You know what beer I mean? Beer too. Yeah, don't forget beer. Uh, spring is here. And if you're a true Denverite, you know it's patio beer season, baby. One of the first things I loved about this state. Uh, kick off your spring season with a house beer bucket for you and your crew. Five refreshing 16-ounce beers for 15 bucks. Doesn't get much better than this. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Let's go. Let's Let's go. Let's go. All right. Segment three. Time to talk Jock Landale, everybody. Ooh. All right. No, here's the thing. He was good, though. The guy was good in game two. Yeah. He was great in game three, and his job is very clear. So you think about the limitations of the Suns. They have two ISO. Play- I mean, there was so much ISO in this game is the oh, other yes. thing that's hilarious. There's not, it's not like that dynamic. Um, but you have to put pressure on the spacing, which means you need your role players to hit threes. But you also need to put pressure on the paint, which either means you're driving and getting into the rim or your offensive rebounding. Tonight, I thought Jock Landau was a beast uh, inside. Now, it's weird because he only had two offensive rebounds, but I'd love to know how many play- foul draws he had. Mm. He draws an enormous amount of fouls, mostly on rebounds, and it was mostly against the dynamic rebounding duo of Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green. You know, Jeff Green who has had a very good postseason relative to what my expectations were. But he, if he has an Achilles heel, it's yeah. rebounding. He can't, he's not a great yeah. rebounder. His entire he, leg. I'm going to say he has an Achilles heel then. <laughs> and it's his it's rebounding. <laughs> and so I look at this and I go, 
Monty and the Suns have found something that they really like in Jock Landale, and for good reason. That is a problem now that Denver's going to have to solve, and I'm curious if it means another player or if it means Jeff, Aaron, or more, job number one is you got to rebound. And maybe more Mike with the bench? I don't know. I mean, he's I don't know if he rebounds with that unit, but he's Mike's better. Mike's a good, yeah. I, it's tough, but he's a better rebounder than, than Jeff. Yeah. But yeah, or maybe you go to Zeke. I can't see that happening, to be honest. But Jeff was horrible in this game. He didn't rebound. He didn't defend. And I'm like, I'm a 5'6 non-baller who's about to talk about how you guard Kevin Durant. Like, I couldn't do it. But his positioning was horrendous on some of those. I'm like, oh, of course he beat you off the drive. What were you doing? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I just thought his defense was bad. His rebounding was bad. And I don't know if the answer to... Denver's going to out-rebound Phoenix, but particularly Jock. I don't know if the answer is saying... Jeff, you just got to be better because I don't. I don't know how much better he gets rebounding. The, the the wildest thing about this game is that their big four turned has now officially turned into a big two. Like Chris Paul is out, DeAndre Ayton benched, benched. Not and, not a Michael Porter situational different guy. No, that was no, a benched. DeAndre Ayton. Get off the court. We all hate you. Like if you want to understand the limitations of DeAndre Ayton, the fact that they put in. Jock Landale, who did a just a very serviceable job, made a massive difference because DeAndre Ayton is not doing anything down low at all. Like this was an atrocious game from him, and the fact that they're able to get like that—that's a meaningful adjustment to put in Jock Landale, who like literally just does what you would expect any backup center in the NBA to do. Like he didn't do anything spectacularly other than just not be DeAndre Ayton, which is wild. I. I I mean, this is now watching DeAndre Ayton in a series. Like, you start to understand, like, why Phoenix fans are so frustrated with him all the time. Like, he plays so soft. He really does. Um, and it's crazy that, yes, like, just putting in a guy that, like, has long arms and can attempt to rebound makes a massive difference. DeAndre Ayton, according to Tim McMahon, DeAndre Ayton exited the arena before the Suns locker room opened up to media. Oh, my God. Um, and then Monty Williams, of course, praising Jock Landell in the postgame. <laughs> so here's the thing about this, guys. Here's the thing about this. The Suns won. I know. The Suns won. Ayton storms out of the building. That's a wild thing to now have to deal with. Like, the, As much as Jock Landell came in and provided a huge spark in both games... They still need Aiton. Jock Landau played 22 minutes tonight. He had four fouls. Jock's not the answer. No. He is a guy that is providing a, a bench boost, which is exactly what they need. For Aiton to be storming out of that is so wild to me. I mean, also, you know what, vote? Tip your hat to Michael Porter. Plays the same minutes. 26? I think it was 26 minutes for Michael yeah. Porter last game. You know what? He had a little bad body language tonight, but nothing like... No, also, no, no. also, Porter's low man defense, he's been disruptive. Like yeah. He's had a couple of possessions where Aiton... There was one yeah, tonight right. where Aiton yep, flubbed it because he anticipated the block yep. that Porter whiffed on, and then he flubbed it anyway. So that'll be an interesting storyline. Like Again, they need DeAndre Aiton to be better than what he was tonight. Four points, nine rebounds. And if he's kind of br cracking right now, breaking, I mean, that's a guy that they could win a championship this year. I think Aiton would like demand a trade in the offseason. You know, yeah, like, it, I mean, it's bad, man. It's but, bad. But Jock Landale presents a question for the Nuggets that they're going to have to figure out. And I think the figure out is going to just be Jeff Green, Christian Brown. You guys have to rebound like crazy because he can't make the impact. And I'm telling you, it's not... 
oh, he like flew for a rebound. It's he's anchored under the basket. Nobody can move him. And then he grabs the ball. That's that's what's a little bit concerning to me is they're not spectacular rebounds there. He's just really strong. And by mm-hmm. the way, he might have that Julius Randle strength. Julius Randle, remember him and, and uh, uh, Paul Millsap are like the same height weight. And when they go head to head against each other. Millsap looks like a ragged doll because he's just so much stronger. I think Jock Landell tonight, Yoke was on the court for some of those Landell minutes, and it was the same thing. Not Yoke was still rebounding okay, but he wasn't dominant. It was back no. and forth, yep. and there were plays where Yoke would be banging against him, and he wouldn't move. Austro- Aussie strength. It's real. Aussie strength. Yeah. Get I, Jack White in the game. That's a man that'll shut him down <laughs> on finally, the board. There's the adjustment everybody's waiting for. You call that an adjustment? That's an adjustment. <laughs> That's a super adjustment. We're waiting on Harrison Wind, who's at the facilities. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start the super chat portion of the show? Do we have any super chats? Well, we, we, can, we can start with the in-person one here, because Paxton's watching this show in person off to the side. What's up? And I was handed uh, in-person super chat. Uh, an in-person which super chat? Which means if I don't right? read this, I just took the money. You just so took I the can't, money. I can't do Wait, that. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did she just give you a like speak it to you and you wrote it down in the notes app? No, she sent it to me. She t- oh she through what? Did like she a, give you money? through Twitter? I ha- oh on Twitter. I okay. got That's money. What I'm asking. I want to know the mechanism of this. She super gave chat. you it was money. An interpersonal <laughs> interaction. All right. What the hell? Here's Paxton's question. This is Paxton. called embezzlement. By, by the way, uh, <laughs> I just took the five. By the way, you this guys is a crime. Don't get it. By the way, we wouldn't see a crime. Paxton's question, and it's and it's a, it's fun, right? It's some good levity here. Who would win two v two? Bruce Brown and Christian Brown or Dos Verdes, Jeff Green and Jamichael Green. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I like it. All right. Are there any other whites? What about Derek White and Jack White? They could get involved, although Derek White's not on the team. What about Ron White, the comedian? Neither is Jamichael Green. All right. Clearly, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. Well, I have to say, Browns, and it might have a lot to do with being out of purgatory, much preferable to Dos Verdes. You know what, though? Actually, I'm going to take the Greens. I think Jeff Green... You're, first of all, one-on-one or two-on-two, that's a half-court game. He doesn't have to get up and down. He's too big. I'm taking the greens. I'm going greens. Oh, man. Well, listen, Jermichael showed out for the greens last night. Jermichael's guarding Christian, Christian in this matchup. Those two are not touching Holy the ball. Smokes. Those two are actually both floor spacers in this. It's just Bruce the gre- versus. The green is Bruce clear? Is the only player is going to take a shot in that entire <laughs> game. Uh, but good question. And I have to say, Brown and Brown, I think a much preferable color name combo. No disrespect to Jermichael. Brown but and Purgatory Brown. stunk. It was bad. Yeah, shouts to Jermichael. I like him. All right, what other super chats do we have, in person or otherwise? All right. Steezy, <laughs> Steezy McBitchin. That's their name. Let's Pro. go. The book and KD went for 86, and we still only lost by seven. Con really felt like Jamal was too selfish and lost us the game. Yeah, kind of agree. I, I'll tell you this: I don't think it's selfish. Hmm? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, it's I, selfish. I, selfish is the wrong word, but I do think it's misreading it. No, I think it's misreading it. Like, oh well, Steezy says, oh well, Nugs and five. CJ Frazier, refs, you suck. KD flopped everything. KD did flop a lot, but you know what? Denver got the free throw advantage in game two. This is part of being on the road. Onward. Also, you know how many free throws they had that were not Kevin Durant? Two. The very end. Devin Booker shot two in the garbage time. That was it. Nobody else shot free throws. Kevin Durant shot all of them. Unreal. Yeah. Do you guys want to watch him shoot some more? That was really fun. Yeah, it was dope. Will super chatting. What's up with Murray's stamina? My guy looks like he's just gone three rounds with his... (laughs) I'm not saying that. Looks looks like he's been boxing before playing. Um, Wait, he was boxing his misses? 
Yeah, that's actually worse. I mean, yeah. just, wow, that's, he, that's really bad that yeah. you wanted stuff, to pretend guys. that was boxing. That's really cool of... how you guys brought it back around to that. <laughs> um, yeah, he does look tired. The Joe Arrow 27, no moral victories in the playoffs, but they sustained the nut, the Suns' best shot. Maul and Yoke felt like they were brilliant but lazy. Spider-Man 2. Not sure I get that. Um, Spider-Man 2 pointing, maybe? They're both lazy? I don't know. Super chat. I again don't think they were lazy. I think they were tired. Five bucks which from is Jones. Concerned. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks, Super Jones. chat. Again, from the Joe Era 27. Sorry, back again. Can we let Book and KD cook to conserve energy and then hold everyone else to less than 10 points? They won't outscore Denver. I don't know. I think you want to expend energy, making them expend energy, working too hard to score. Hey, if KCP is going to give you this on offense, I hope next game he just like catch three quarter court. Don't even full court, whatever. Just three quarter court, man. Like make Booker tired. If you're not involved on that end, Booker, Booker, as fresh as he was down the stretch to me is like he's either the best athlete, West conditioned athlete of all time or Denver's not making him work hard enough. Jones, Probably a little both, though. we all would absolutely have loved to see a sweep given the history, but sweeps are difficult, and now we can see the Nuggets in the series at home. Hey, man, I'm never going to complain for more more games. Me either. The number one complaint of NBA fans is that they don't like basketball games. The regular season, uh, yeah. not us. Big Namek, was this the last adjustment that PHNX could make? Phoenix. Doubtful. Um, Probably not no. the last one. No, but man, I, that's what the playoff series is. A little adjustment here, adjustment there. I do just, think I do think I one think, coach is deeper into their hand than the other, though. Well, sure. one coach was up 2-0 coming in tonight. So. That's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. that wasn't a Malone knock. Jose Aviles. Nugs were in the bonus six minutes plus on two quarters. Need to be more intentional on forcing calls by driving. Kind of agree with that, actually. It's a good take. Kind of agree with that. Um, Aaron Gordon is a, does a good job of forcing the refs to call the whistle, I will say. Mitch Sims, funds for sums and four guy cameo when we win the series. No, thanks. No, thanks, but thank you for the money. Buddy Christ, the original Jedi. Wow. <laughs> That's quite the name. It's the original Jedi. Two E's on the. Just some food for thought. Our Nuggets are the only playoff team left who have not lost by double digits. Let's all relax. We'll be fine. I know. That's the thing. Like, li- li- Again, this was such a close game. This was such a close game. And I know. Before tonight, the Nuggets had lost one game in the playoffs, and it in was overtime. by a banked-in three-pointer. So the best part, too, quick turnaround. Tomorrow, yeah. and then we're back at this. We don't have quick to do Quick turnaround. That. Only five days in between games. <laughs> Drunk philosophy. Suns cannot rebound. Mostly true, minus Jock. Jack threes, crash boards. I'll tell you what. I am so curious to see the series every other day now. Like, yeah, I'm just curious to see, man. This is going to become a battle of wills. What else do we got, Kale? Clay kills first. Okay. PHX. Phoenix needed a heroic effort by book to beat Denver. Nugs and five. Portland Nuggets watch parties at Broadway Grill. Broadway Grill. Blarick is scared to show his face. What a coward. What a loser. He's probably drowning in growling. Well, check that out, though, if you're in Portland. And if you guys get a crowd, send us Broadway a Broadway Grill, baby. Broadway Grill in Portland. Donnie. Wear some Nuggets gear. Throwing down 20 bucks on the Super Chat. Appreciate you, Donnie. Second Hell game yeah, in a row, Monty had, uh, Monty had nine to ten guys play five minutes or more. Can Zeke or DJ keep Landale off the board? I believe they can prevent the nine rebounds. If I watch Landale impact the game again, I'm going to start uh, thinning more. I think thinking more. I don't know. Oh, maybe thinning, he's stress, thinning. losing weight. Yes, losing weight. I see. Uh, that's actually great. I hope to see that. I'd like to thin more. Wow, you're looking thin, dude. Did you stress today? Yeah, I watched Jock Landale get rebounds. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
lot of Jock Landau on this pod, and I think it's the it's the right thing to talk about. He's also Look, the other guys you expect to be great. Then no, you're, I you're know. looking at campaign. You're looking at all the other Okogi, Craig. You're like, who's going to do it? Turns out it was Jock Landau, who probably had the third worst odds of and anybody. And T.J. Warren, yeah. 303 card desperate effort from the plucky underdog sons. Tried 14 to 15 players over. Oh, I lost that one. Uh, it's all right. That we one's can, lost to history. We can move on. But shout out that person for super chatting us. We apologize. Um, Freddie, Jamal is one for 15 from three in his last. That's the one right there, Kel. In his last two games. Unreal. Yeah, it is pretty unreal. It's not great. Suboptimal. Yeah, it's kind of the Jamal uh, experience. Yeah, Trying again with is. 303 card. Desperate effort from the plucky underdog Suns. Tried 14 to 15 players over three games, plus a CP3 memorial nut shot. <laughs> That's so uh, true. Yoke will torture Lawndale on Sunday. Dude, I, I want to envision a world where Chris Paul like comes down to campaigns like, you know what, man? I'm not going to be out there, but let me give you some advice. Find a moment to punch Chopper. someone in the nuts. Do you remember, Ch- when, he, yeah. remember when he hit campaign, you in the face? Sick balls. <laughs> Just... Just throw him a nut shot. Chopper, sick balls. What else do we got? Special producer Kale. Super producer Kale? Special, yeah, special K. Sounds, special K is what Special I was sounds to, like an insult. It does, yeah. Uh, super. Five, 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 five ish. Shout out to the Joker for a monster game. Yeah, and if they won, we'd be talking about that as a best player in oh, the first world. First of all, first ever 30 15 15 game. First ever in the playoffs. By in any NBA history. Player? Not, Not since, since Will. Not even Will. <laughs> Not even Will. Oh, man. Drunk Will, philosophy. You never. With a, th- with a sentence I strongly agree with. When Jamal has his hands on his knees, it's MPJ time, please. Hey, man, I loved it. <laughs> Mason, oh, 912, no. shout out MPJ. I want him getting clay-like shots. I do think if Denver sticks with Porter, you know, not just this postseason, but going forward, I would like to see that, man. I don't. He's not KCP. He's Clay Thompson. No disrespect to KCP, by the way, who is generally awesome. Minus tonight. Leaking ball. Imagine my guy Tatum with D-book efficiency. A guy can dream, right? Yeah, but I know Bevo's seen Tatum clutch buckets at the end. He's him, but Embiid MVP night and crying with his son in his arms and lose. <laughs> I can't tell um, if that's an insult. Yeah. Or like, I first of all, there's a real fun? emotional roller dude, coaster. Some people were coming to me like, or was it was it RG earlier that was like, dude, that was such a BS ceremony. Like, guys. Yeah, just the, the, it, it was a good ceremony. I think he was emotional. We gotta lay down, lay down your sword, <laughs> just because Jokic uh, doesn't care at all. <laughs> uh, drunk philosophy. Ag had a gimme yo lunch block, a dragon swoop, dude. All right, what are you drinking, man? I hope it's good. I don't know. I think it was. I all right, let's do our final because we do have Harrison Wynn live from the arena, so we need to get to him. But real quick, read the last read there. Uh, oh, take a, take a quick break because he's just waiting. He's just lingering right All now. right. I'll go quick when I'll go so quick. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, Mile High, City, Mile High City, Golden Ale. It's the official beer of the Denver Nuggets. You can see the Denver Nuggets themed can and case there. It is a bold new taste. Uh, and, a, you know, it's a retro look. You've seen this one before. Check out the Mile High City Golden Ale. Um, check out the Breck Beer Locator. Tell it where you live. Put that thing in there and then hit the where is it button. Boom. And conveniently, miraculously, they'll tell Knows you everything. The exactly internet. where to go. And then, honestly, if you want to try a lot of Breckenridge Brewery, you got to come to the DNVR bar on New York and Colfax. We're loaded with the stuff. We want you to drink it, preferably pay for it. Uh, but I know you're going to enjoy it. Then we got to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. And we got to make a pick of the week. And there's no line yet for game four, but I'll tell you what, fellas. I don't need to wait to the see ML? a line. I don't need to wait to see a line. Denver Nuggets money line. Money line. Four. Whoa, that's your pick of the factor. week. They're getting one in Phoenix. Look, that's They're gonna, getting one that's in gonna Phoenix. Be plus money, baby. And if they don't, uh, 
It, it stinks that I put this on the record. Oh, that's DraftKings no. Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. New customers use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Get a bunch of sweet deals, free bets, bet with the NBA, bet on the MLB, bet on whatever your little heart desires. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Let's go live to the arena now. Walking Stick Arena with Harrison Wind. What do we have? Uh, it's not Walking Stick or Talking Stick Arena. It's uh, Footprint. Footprint Center. <laughs> totally made that oh, that's up. Right. That's cool. That's what good. is Talking Stick? Talking Stick no, is like... We definitely, we, we, <laughs> we definitely referred to it as Talking Stick Arena the entire Oh, yeah. it used to be, though. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Footprint but, Center um, used to be Talking Stick. So. Uh, definitely Footprint Center. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, take us, man. Um, first of all, I'm seeing on the timeline that not only did DeAndre Ayton have a bad game, you know, we're at the bar, it's loud. Were they booing him? The crowd booing him tonight? Yeah, yeah. they did. Ooh. And it was <laughs> after that wide open layup that he blew. Oh, there that was a bad play. Some boos. I heard some boos. I felt like booing yeah, him. At it that was point. right after that play. And then um, it felt like everybody in the arena recognized that Jock Landau was the better option than DeAndre. Like, that was the consensus opinion in the arena tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough, man. That's really rough. And possibly a future storyline. But, all right, take us into your notes here, Wind. Yeah. Well, it's well, funny because pregame, Michael Malone set the table for this game perfectly and kind of predicted what was going to happen tonight. He, he Pre-game, Michael Malone said that we haven't faced any adversity in the playoffs so far, and it's knocking. And he actually knocked on the table. And so that's exactly what happened tonight. The Nuggets did face some adversity. I think they partly handled it well. I, I partly, I think it's something to learn from, but I feel like Malone felt like this type of game was coming. Um, coming back to Phoenix game three with the Suns in a 2-0 hole, I got the feeling that like he felt like this was the type of game that was going to play out. So he, he expected it, and, and now it's going to be interesting how the Nuggets respond you know, in game four in a couple days. Um, but I can get into what Michael Malone said after the game. Uh, he started off with the defense. He said, look, I thought we did a pretty good job on Kevin Durant besides the fouling. Uh, but our defense on Devin Booker was was unacceptable, he said. So uh, a lot to work on with how they're defending Devin Booker. Um, and then he was talking about, you know, the fourth quarter. I thought that was a big turning point in this game. The Nuggets fought back in that third quarter. And then the fourth, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the court against the Nuggets bench. And he just thought we were, he said, we thought we were just lackadaisical start the fourth quarter and that was really the first time all playoffs that I've had to put Nicola back in the game really early because our bench wasn't doing it and then the other interesting thing Michael Malone had to say was on Jamal Murray and just kind of Jamal Murray's entire game tonight from beginning to end and I'll go ahead and just read the whole quote because you probably need the context of the entire thing but Malone said Jamal was really trying to carry us tonight He's garnering so much attention out there, and I think when we watch the film, he'll be able to see it. He's doing his job. He's got two defenders on him at times. That's where he's just got to trust his teammates and maybe get off that ball. I think a huge part of their game plan is somehow, some way, slowing down Jamal Murray and forcing him into tough shots. And Malone kind of insinuated that 
Jamal played into the Suns game plan a little bit, you know, forcing some of those shots down the stretch. I love that. I'm glad Malone said this. I think that's great. I mean, we just spent a majority of the first segment talking about that very thing. So I'm glad we weren't too off base, but I'm also glad that it's like, hey, we can do a little bit better there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then Jamal came to the podium tonight and um, he said, look, I put that one on me. He took the blame for the loss. And yeah, specifically, um, it's true. <laughs> specifically, he was talking about the open shots that he missed. Uh, he he was like, "Look, I went one of six from three. That sucks." He kind of just went through out loud all of his shots and why he missed them, or like the sequence that ran up to it. Um, but he thought he should have made most of those. He said, "I've got to make those. I went cold in the fourth. That can't happen." So he took the blame, and um, I think he knows he's got to be better than he was down the stretch, specifically. Did he talk about maybe the ball being too sticky? Did he talk about that or not really? He was asked kind of about that, um, but he just said something along the lines of, I'm just taking what the defense gives me. So he didn't really um, he didn't really side with what Malone said, you know, 10 minutes earlier. That's funny. The defense has given me a really, really tough shot <laughs> over and over. Over and over again. It's given me a lot of step back. Defense has given me no teammates. It's just me out there. Yeah. Um, he, said, he said, look, we just got a lot of things to clean up. Um, we've got to watch film. We've got to adjust. As good as they played, we were right there. I think that's something the Nuggets actually feel okay about. Booker went off, Durant kind of went off, and, and the Nuggets were right there. Um, but he said, look, we were too lax on Booker. We weren't locked into the assignment. And then we also talked with uh, Nikola Jokic tonight. And um, Nikola Jokic, appreci appreciator of basketball, was uh, at the podium. He said... Book had a really amazing night, something that all fans of basketball, you know, can appreciate. You've got to respect it and enjoy it, even if they beat us. He had a really amazing night. Uh, Joker was talking about the third quarter and in, into the second half. He just said we didn't have the right energy. He kind of hinted that they got tired in the second half because they were running so much. He didn't say that directly, but that's kind of what he was getting at. And then he said, look, we had our chances. Uh, Mike missed a three. Bruce missed a three. I missed a floater. Jamal missed a wide open three. We had our chances. Um, and then he was also talking about, you know, passing up some of the open threes that he had down the stretch in the fourth and giving the ball to Jamal or looking to find Jamal. He kind of just said we were hunting threes, and I think Jamal's a better shooter than me. That's why I passed it to him. Point, though, he's right. At that point, that was like... Yeah, those were good passes. He was open. Yeah, just got to yeah. hit him. Yep. And then the last thing from Joker is he he had one of those quotes where he was like, I don't want to say this, but I'm saying it. He said, we were sleepy. We were sleepy in the first quarter. They were making the first move, and we were reacting. I don't think they surprised us by anything, but we were just slow in the first hmm. quarter. It's true, man. Urgency. It's the you can't. It's hard to fake it. It's hard to fake it. Yeah. They had a lot of it. I know. Denver less. We had our golf event today. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's really all I got. Um, Malone also kind of went out of his way to praise Michael Porter tonight. And he shouted out his 12 rebounds. He said MPJ played a great game. This was the first time that the Nuggets out-rebounded their opponent and lost in the playoffs. Wow. Can't say that anymore, Harrison. The thing, the thing I will say though is, is while he's right, I'm telling you, Jock Landell probably grabbed enough fouls on rebounds to make up for it, which should count as rebounds. But it's a team rebound, you know. Oh yeah, like a screen rebound. The screen rebound, man. <laughs> What's your takeaway, Harrison? My overarching takeaway is that remember when Nikola Jokic called Jamal Murray the Nuggets' best player? Yeah. Multiple times this playoffs. This was a game that Jamal Murray played like he was the Nuggets' best player. It and backfired on Jokic. <laughs> that's, I think, where this game went wrong, to be totally honest. I agree. Man, I'm so glad you agree with that. I'm so glad Malone agrees with it because it feels a little hot takey sometimes. Like, he yeah. had a lot of points, but that was my that was my big takeaway. And it was I'm not trying to hate on him, but it just was – it's funny yep. you phrase it that way, Harrison, which I think is a great way because – Yoke should go to the podium tonight and be like, I, actually, I'm the best player on the yeah, team. Yeah, just, just want to circle back. <laughs> Regarding the best player thing yeah. might be me. I, mis- I misquoted myself. <laughs> He's like, listen, you guys remember what I said about Jermichael Green. Sometimes I get carried away. Sometimes I get... <laughs> yeah. But th- that's how Jamal played this game tonight. That, I, I agree. From the opening tip to the final buzzer. like He played it like he is the Nuggets' best player, which he's yeah. not. <laughs> right. Right. All righty. Well, anything else before we let you go? Well, that's all I got. It was a great atmosphere here. This is a really good arena to watch games in. Um, the crowd was hyped. Music was loud. Um, I mean, it was a really good game, like, to be honest. It was a fun-ass game to watch. Right. Well, get back to the hotel or, or Scottsdale or wherever it is you're heading tonight. Get did, there safely. Also, did they let you into the PHNX offices? I didn't try. I didn't try it. Okay. Well, listen. Um, so uh, undetermined. We don't know okay. the answer to that question. Fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. All right, Harrison. Thanks so much. Kale, cue that outro music, man. Please. I want to go home. I want to go home. I can't wait for game four. Can't wait. I can't either, and I'm excited we have a day off in between. I'm excited everybody does. Great weather. Orioles should be arriving anytime now. The Oriole? Yeah, the Orioles. Are they playing the Rockies? No, 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 no. The Orioles. They they arrived this this time of year, so we'll be looking forward to them. Um, Nuggets lost one. Wanted the sweep. It's a bummer. But you know what? You got a chance on Sunday to really put... To the playoffs, baby. The Nuggets needed to go to Phoenix to get one to put a stranglehold on the series. Yes. They still have an opportunity to do that. I do think that that was probably the best punch that the Suns have. Not that they can't throw it again. I just don't know if they can throw a better punch than that. Right. But and they were fantastic. The Nuggets were there. And I, right there. like Jokic, have to tip my hat to Devin Booker. He has three 40-point games in the playoffs so far. He's been unbelievable. Full stop. No, you know, no asterisks. Unbelievable. But no nights like tonight where he just could not miss. But Devin's going to have to make a miss. I think they're going to come with some adjustments. And more than anything, I think they're going to come with a Let's sense go, of urgency baby. in game four. Hit that like Sunday. button on the way out. Let's go. See you Sunday. <laughs>